0: just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Don't touch
1: that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared? No.
0: comedy podcast we're gonna tell you a movie the entire fucking thing see spoilers and all oh and i this week i'm gonna be the teller of the tale you see and i'm kim burns oh i'm ketrin yeah that's and i'm just gonna be here yeah exactly um hello hello how are you i'm good my ring light went out 30 seconds ago um it's been a That's day. That's what I have. I had DMV things. So like it's been a day. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we had that fun little lunch in between though to, we did. To... Yeah, we got to see um uh, Dave Lawson from Rustic friends. Films. Yeah, he's one of our one of our bestest friends. We haven't seen him in l- before the pandemic. Two... Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Yeah. It's we know crazy. him from back in like Baltimore, so, like since we were like teeny tiny babies, yeah, yeah, so that was that was just really lovely. it was really lovely. lovely, and it uh was I, lovely, it made me realize something that I think I have been on the verge of realizing, but for whatever reason today, like really solidified it, um that you know cuz we hadn't seen each other in 2 years so there was a lot of like who who are you now <laughs> kind of <laughs> um and just realizing like that the people that sort of made the cut after the pandemic <laughs> right. are just like really really great people like yeah that's you know? true that's true i think that's and dave just reminded me of Of that, and is included in it, yeah. One hundred. So, I have some exciting news. Something that I'm going to start tomorrow. Um, As you know, the as Kim knows, the algorithm is really keyed into me, and uh, it sent me an article: four easy steps to befriending crows. (laughs) And. It was a <laughs> yes. It was a a lovely a lovely German woman that sits outside and and has in fact befriended a pair of of crows, and she has really simple steps to try, and I learned a lot about them. So starting tomorrow, before my eight thirty, uh, cla- uh, student, I'm gonna sit outside and just you know be still. And try to befriend, and some crows. befriend some crows I yeah <clears throat> I hope you um document it fully mm-hmm. for us to go on this journey with you yeah she said that like you really just have to be really patient so like all joking aside I think this will be a good exercise for me yeah where just it's like, to, like you have to like go sit and meditate basically yeah yeah and um so we'll see what happens I live in kind of like a bustling neighborhood she's in like a very sort of rural little you know cottage in germany but like i have a ton of fucking crows around you You know what i mean like i don't have crows at my place the way that you do i have so many crows so i just kind of feel like i just need them to recognize that i'm nice mother yes i am their crow mother um So, yeah, I think what I am going to do is, like, make videos of it to, like, maybe post on TikTok. But I'm not going to post them on TikTok unless I learn that at the end I have, in fact, befriended crows. As opposed to just, like, well, it's day 374. Here's me just (laughs) sitting here with no crows again. (laughs) I guess that's fair because I was about to be like, no, just fucking just give it a shot. Just put it on there. And I was yeah. like, oh, I guess there's not going to be many more. Like, it's just like step one sit here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, how many <laughs> days of that could you put? Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But um, I still, I still want you to document it. That's our next series. Ketrin befriends a crow mm-hmm. after women in history who should have a horror movie made about them. <laughs> and then someone is going to make a horror movie about me. When <laughs> the crazy crow I, lady. Yeah. Next door. And I, I take all my vengeance with my murder of crows. The crazy crow lady next door yeah. sits out the window. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yeah, Kristen Bell movie.
1: Oh, the lady across yes. the street in
0: the in the window. Yeah, something, something, yeah, something. So that's my biggest news. Uh, that's very exciting. Yeah, that's very. Yeah. Exciting. I just literally couldn't believe like I never really go on Facebook but like my mom had sent me something and like literally the first thing was like and now we it's literally titled and now we present to you a German woman who tells you in four easy steps how to befriend what are the
1: people are gonna want to know what are the four
0: steps so uh the first one was uh to be patient to sit quietly um to have food um, to be mindful, so meaning like read their body language in the sense of like if a crow is coming towards you and they seem agitated, you want to like like casually look away from them.
1: Basically, oh, you're like no so big that-
0: deal. Like you just you, yeah. you play the cool girl. You're yes. like, yeah, look at you. <laughs> I play the cool. I play the cool girl with crows. Yeah. Um, and then they gave like what they eat and like what they can't eat and they eat a lot of stuff but like no bread which you guys shouldn't be feeding you shouldn't be feeding any type of bird bread at all um bread chocolate um spices salt those kind of things so but they're carrion birds so they'll literally eat like meat seeds like whatever Kendra just starts sitting outside with some raw meat (laughs) I thought about it because I was like, I bet they can't get this around town. Like, this might be like, what if I'm like, buy some meat like lady? filet mignon that she yeah. like, won't eat as a vegetarian? And yes. then this for her crows. But the crows can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, this is, I can't wait. I'm excited. It's going to be good for me, Kim. Like, I love an this excuse... journey for you. Yeah. And like, honestly, like, I you don't know, want like... to for myself, but I'm excited for it for you yeah and like the idea that like my meditation could result in crow friends i mean i mean if there's been a better reason ever to meditate i i haven't seen one yeah so um (laughs) very excited so great i mean you'll just become a lovely mindful meditated soul who -hmm. eventually has crow friends so i think it's a win-win all around I'm ecstatic. Um, so what animals will you be befriending? Puppies. Oh! All of the puppies. Oh, my gosh. I love them so much. I just want to have them roll around in them. Little puppy. We are, in our group text with Sync, we are... Rolling in puppies. Rolling in all puppies. all have the biggest, cutest eyeballs, too. Yeah. we We have two particular puppies that are just making the daily appearance in our text chain, and it's great they both look like toys they do look like toys little stuffed animals yeah saw this video of this dog giving birth but her last one was like not awake you know Mm -hmm. but like so they like took they were like trying to resuscitate and so they like took him away so she could like be calm because all the other puppies were already out but like her face as like the little puppies being taken away like she literally was like like the biggest eyes she was like a golden retriever and i was like oh spoiler alert the puppy did live, and they brought it back, and she was so happy, and I cried. <laughs> I'm tearing up here in the story, so. <laughs> um, yeah, I went to, I spent the weekend in Boulder, Colorado, uh, mm, for work. Oh, that's right. Two weekends in a row living their robe life. Yeah. Not road, not people. Robe. Not- robe. <laughs> yeah. Just Had you been fancy to hotels with fancy robes and real deep soaking tubs. And I took yep. a bath every single day. Fuck yes. And I Fuck robed yes. it up. Love it. And did a lot of work. But it was a, a sure. grand old time. I've never been to Colorado. That's fun. I went uh, only once. Yeah, it was like, I mean, cold for me. I brought like a big giant jacket and then it was yeah. pretty warm. For a couple days, but then it snowed on the last day. I, I saw that. Awesome. Oh, my gosh. I was so happy for you. Yeah. So that was cool. And That's then great. Um, I don't know. That's all. That's okay. all in my life I can think of because my brain is mush. My brain well, is mush. busto busto DMV. How am I supposed to survive this movie? I, you, uh, and it's an appropriate movie for what you had to deal with today. Mush brain. Um, offices oh. that you don't want to deal with. Giant holes up. Uh, tits up. I have no idea what movie you're doing. This is the last Women in Horror Mystery mm-hmm. Month. Yep. <laughs> Women in Horror Mystery <laughs> Month. Yes. It is Women in Horror Mystery <laughs> Month. <laughs> Women in Horror History. Yep. Women in Mystery History Horror. Mystery. Yep. Uh, And uh, this is actually a movie that's been on my list for a really long time to the point where, like, I looked back and I was like, I wonder why I initially had this on my list or, like, saw it or, like, who recommended it to me. I don't know. But it's Office Killer. And it is directed by Cindy Sherman, written by Elise McAdams, Tom Kalin and Cindy Sherman. Wait, what year is this from? 1997? What, why do like, I know who Cindy Sherman is? Why do you know who Cindy Sherman is? Let's see. Hold on. Or does she just sound like a name? <laughs> she, maybe she just sounds like a name. Hold on. Um, <clears throat> why can't I get whoa. to... Oh, Cindy Sherman. She's an artist. The artist Cindy Sherman? Or this is a different uh, person? I don't know. This picture is in... Recent that I saw uh inventing Anna, oh yeah, uh-huh, they buy a cindy sherman self portrait where she's it's black and white, and she has like a little head wrap on, interesting, okay, Cindy Sherman was born, blah blah blah, Glenn Ridge, she's an actress director, previously mm I'm not seeing anything about her being an artist. So maybe it's a different Cindy Sherman. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. A renowned, photo trivia, a renowned photographer. She is known for photographing herself in various costumes. Yeah. She has published many art books, including untitled film stills. Yeah. So Cindy Sherman has like. Like famous photography in museums and shit, and they're like no looking shit. at it and inventing Anna at like a museum, and then like someone buys it for like a million fucking dollars or something shit like wow. that. Wow! Like, yeah. Well, she I made this did movie. Know Cindy Sherman. You did know Cindy Sherman. That's exciting. Okay, so Cindy Sherman. She made this. Best friends. Um, we go way back. Yeah. To that Netflix yeah. show I watched. Yeah. So this is Office Killer. Uh I already said all of that. Nineteen ninety-six. Nineteen ninety seven, but I'm not gonna lie. God bless you, Cindy Sherman. It looks like you've made a lot of other movies. Um, this does not look like. I mean, I, I thought this was like nineteen. A lot of movies that I watched from the '90s. Now I'm like, night, night. Is this '90s? Yeah. Like I, it w- like it they wasn't look until way older. When you went to take a call at lunch today, I was like, oh, Dave, this is the movie I'm gonna talk him today. And he hadn't heard of it. And he was like, when it come out, I was like, I don't know, like 1985? And I was like, <laughs> nope, 1997. Yeah, sometimes so, they feel that way. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess so, that they're especially like independent-y and stuff a little more, too. Yeah. And, and the budget was, right, less than what her photography sells for, I'm guessing. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, all right. So Dead or Alive's. Uh, Doreen. Alive. Kim slash Molly. Kim slash Molly. Alive. Boss slash Virginia. Dead. Jean slash Nora. Dead. Gary. Dead. (laughs) Yeah. Gary's, Gary's are up there with Chad's. Um. (laughs) Daniel slash Chris uh, alive and mom alive Wow Catrin's wow. impressed face, which means I got wow. like four right or something. <laughs> She's like, wow, wow. <laughs> like half right. Good yeah. job, Burns. <laughs> Oakley Dokley. So we open in a bustling office that appears to be for a magazine called Constant Consumer Magazine. So that, I think, is one of those magazines that was like, you know, before the Internet, that was like, here are things you can you should buy. And here is our review of them. And here is, you know, that kind of thing. I guess that makes sense. But that sounds like a magazine I don't want. Or want to work at I don't want to read it, let alone work at it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's basically yeah. like Yelp magazine. Pretty much, yeah, is what I was g- <clears throat> gathering. So there's a voiceover happening as we're kind of going through the office. And everyone in the office is, like, very flustered and very just, well. And the voiceover is basically reading a memo about... How if we don't – if they don't keep production at, like, an insane pace, then they're going to be, like, forced to downsize. But, like, clearly the office is, like, doing all of the work they possibly can sort of thing. The receptionist is on the phone gossiping to someone else between calls. And she's like – she's like, have you heard? I heard – they're going to lay off half of the office. Hold, hold, please. Like, that's her vibe. Mm. Then we cut to Gene Triplehorn going into the boss's office. Gene Triplehorn. Like, oh, I love Gene Triplehorn. Yes. So that's our first <clears throat> face, recognizable from, face she's that I from see. The, um, HBO show when they had multiple wives. Big love. Big love. Big love. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I we mean, just to make she's sure i from like, the right person in my brain. Yeah. I mean, she's from like a million things, but yes, that's yeah. Um, So she goes into the boss's office. The boss. This is also why I thought it was the eighties because she's got like big, voluminous blonde hair, right? And she's a smoker. Not to say that like people weren't smoking in ninety-seven; they definitely were. But it just felt, it just felt dated, like really fucking dated. So like big eighties hair, and she shoulder pads, kind of. A little bit. Like, it was just, it was a lot. Maybe it's supposed to take place in the 80s? No. 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 I just don't think we knew what 1997 was. Maybe 1997 didn't know what I don't think 1997 was. did know. Yeah. Yeah. Based on pictures of myself from that time. <laughs> 1997. We didn't know how long our pants should be. We didn't but We know. I were, mean, like, we knew. babies, right? We weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were babies. Yeah, we were children. So what the fuck would, would we know? I was just so wearing we no... a fucking uniform to school. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Got some butterfly clips up in there. Butterfly clips. Um, I used to wear, you to wear boxers under your shirts. Oh, yeah, you do. I had some really dope ass Tweety Bird boxers. I got some glow in the dark Aladdin ones from Disney World. Oh, fuck yes. pretty cool. Fuck yes. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Okay. What are we doing? All right. So Jean Triplehorn comes into the boss's office and the boss is like, here, take these pink notes. And like, that's how she, she's very pink big. Pink notes? Pink slips. Spl- slips, yeah. Slips for yeah, like firing people it, or laying them it. off. Yeah. <laughs> and Jean, Jean is like, I don't want to be the one who does this. Like, I don't want to be the yeah. one who fires everybody. Like, you need to go out there and do it. And she's like, I'm the only one keeping this magazine afloat. And like, you need to go out and do it. And the boss just laughs and laughs and is like, just because you know about computers and downsizing doesn't mean that you know how to run a magazine. (laughs) And then tells her, and stop getting your germs on me. Uh, Your germs? Yeah, I guess, I mean, we hadn't seen it yet. I feel like maybe there was a cough or a sneeze that was potentially cut that would have told me that Jean Triplehorn has a cold. Um, But I gather that later, and she's like, take some echinacea and golden seal and you'll be fine. And she, like, drops some echinacea in her mouth. And she's like, now get out there and fire people, or whatever the (laughs) fuck. Okay, so now we cut to someone asking another worker, like, Hey Doreen, somebody said that you'd be able to help me proof this and like the head of the person that's helping is just like down and she's like she's like it's which not that or whatever like gives a grammatical correction she's like I knew you could help and then she puts her head up and it's Carol Kane. Carol Kane. You know who she is. Uh unbreakable. <laughs> okay, let's see why would you know her. Uh unbreakable. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I know unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's Lillian. She's the blonde neighbor lady. Oh. Got yeah. It. But my my favorite thing that she's in is Scrooged. Right. Um, yep. 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 She plays the the Ghost of Christmas present. So Carol Kane. So now you know, okay, so that's our second face Fun. where I was like, Hello. I love these right. faces. Yeah. So now we cut to Jean Triplehorn, who's also named Nora, so I may go back and forth there coughing and sneezing. And someone calls Jean over into her cubicle and it's Molly Ringwald. Molly Ringwald. Look at you. Yeah, which I guess I should have known it wasn't 1985 She's an adult. because Molly Ringwald is an adult, so <laughs> oops. But whatever. So Molly Ringwald calls her over and Jean is like, "I caught uh, I caught your cold and is like mad about it. And Molly's like, It's not my cold, it's Gary's cold. Gary. I got it from Gary. Yeah. Uh Gary's always given us colds. Gene then like talks shit about the boss wanting her to do the firing. So Jean and, and Molly are friends. Friends. And it's Nora and Kim, if I slip up. Well, I'm that's too many names. I know. So I think I that. I think I'm gonna be able to do I think I'm gonna be able to do Molly and Jean effectively. So so now we cut to workers and they are now talking shit about Jean, not realizing that Jean is like walking up to hand them their pink slips, basically. Uh-oh. And I think what it is, is like Jean is almost like like she has her own office, but like she's almost there like as a consultant in a way, I feel like, okay. like that's kind of the gist I'm getting. But like a permanent consultant, I'm not sure. So anyway, I don't know how magazines are run. Jean walks up and she's like, here are the pink notes. And she, like, tells this guy, Mr. Landau, to, like, hand them out. He's like, I'm not handing them out. Fuck you. Like, you hand them the fuck out. So she hands them out and there's one for someone named Doreen. And she's like, I don't know who that is. And they all, like, point to Carol Kane being like, "That's, that's her desk right there. Mr. Landau... Uh, then we cut to Gina's left and we cut to Mr. Landau kind of like reading over the slips and he says to his copyright section, well, we're not fired yet, but we're all part time. So that's where we are. Mm-hmm. He then goes over to Doreen's death, desk and like asks asks her to look at something. And he sees that she hasn't opened her pink slip yet, and he's like, you should probably look at it. And she's like, yes, sir, I will, and but doesn't, puts it away. Doreen is then in the copy room by herself, and we see that she has opened the letter, and it's like on the copy machine. And also, the copy machine doesn't appear to be working super well, so there's something I'm going to have to post mortem here, I'll tell you when we get there. Um, we see some snippets of the letter, and... Basically, it's telling us that her position was minimized. Um, I think it says somewhere in there that it's now like a work from home position. Okay. Uh, I didn't see that in the letter, but probably should have been that it's now a work from home position. But it's still a position. Yeah, but it's part time and work from home. Okay. So the copier is not working, and then she picks up this like canister. and is like shaking it while she's reading the letter, and then the canister like kind of explodes powder in her face, and she's okay. like, "Ah!" ah and, like sprays <laughs> her in the face. But I was like, "What is this is that, stuff?" Um, toner. <laughs> I I wrote toner question mark. Like, what is toner? <laughs> when we first moved to LA, we were like friends <laughs> with this band, and we were all just like, a big hot mess. They all lived in this like, oh my gosh apartment and it was just like party time usa it should have been and their whole other neighbors were as well and they were just like the best time and we yeah. were all very young but yeah. they like <laughs> just all lived in this divey apartment and to play music and then like for their day jobs they like sold toner sold toner <laughs> but it was like a scam i'm pretty sure but they yeah. were really good at it. Just bullshit, so well. Yeah, yeah. I think like Phil was like their best sale. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, how are you? And they selling all had toner fake names, people? and they'd be like, yeah, call, just call offices and be like, hey, it's um, it's Ted, it's your boy Ted, he... selling your toner. How you doing today? Like I. And like they clearly did okay because like they continued oh, to live I got paid. In yeah, supposedly I guess. Else, but... Yeah. Um. So I guess, maybe it was toner. I don't know. Maybe I'll <laughs> I don't call it toner. Yeah, really I'll be is. Like, I'll be like Phil, what were you selling? And he'll be like, I don't know. I, have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> I'll what will probably toner be is. Like, we've literally <laughs> never seen it. Yeah. Like they probably can't tell us what toner is either. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> like never seen one in my life. Yeah. So <laughs> let's say it's a canister of toner. Um. And it kind of explodes in her face and. She starts screaming, and Jean comes in and is like, this is so weird. I was like, what got cut here? Because she comes in, and she's like, offers her, and she's like, I don't have another jacket. And I was like, do I don't have another I don't. jacket?
1: I was like, I don't think she's
0: screaming. Is, is no. Oh, maybe? I don't, maybe. I don't know. Her but she's like, toned. Yeah, maybe her jacket got like, tonered, possibly. To, like, change your shirt. I just feel like if to- if toxic toner, I'm only assuming toner is toxic, if it's in your eyeballs and-, and nose and nasal cavities, that it's probably not super good for you, especially since it's 1997. Like, I just don't see it being, like, clean yeah. chemicals. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. first thing I'm going to offer someone is probably not a new jacket. It's probably going to be, you know, like a, a sink. Face wash. So then she says, she's like, oh, you probably want to get that off your face. I- it's probably toxic. And Doreen, oh. like, runs out of the copy room Jean is still there and kind of looks down at Doreen's letter, and maybe has like a little bit of like guilt about it, you know, that she Uh, she didn't do the firing, but like you know. So now we cut to Molly Ringwald, Jean Triplehorn, and Christopher from The Sopranos, Michael Imperioli. Really watch this.
1: This I is know very who Michael exciting. Michael
0: Imperioli is Michael Imperioli, who plays Christopher. So I refer to him as Christopher for the rest okay. of the movie. Um, they're at a bar, okay, an after an after work bar. Molly is like talking to Jean, being like, "No one said it was going to be easy joining the firing squad." And while they're talking, we notice that like Molly is kind of flirting with Christopher. And so I'm assuming that, like, he also is at the office. No, he's, like, Gene's fucking boyfriend. And Molly is just, like... Molly? Hello, But, like, Gene, like, is sitting next to Gene flirting with her boyfriend. And uh, Christopher is, like, I'm going to be in the office tomorrow for computer stuff. So Christopher is, like, kind of an office-to-office person who, like, helps upgrade the... Exactly, Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to be in the office tomorrow. And Molly is like, really? And Jean just kind of like rolls her eyes at her. Molly. Yeah. And then Molly looks at her watch and is like, oh, shit. And like runs off. And Jean just goes, "Ugh, Christ. Like responding to wherever she happens to know Molly was going. Right. We now cut to Doreen at home. Uh, she is making tea. But she, it is tea. (laughs) Okay. But she is putting equal in it, sure. Okay. And cocoa. Cocoa powder? Yeah. Which I was like, it's not the craziest thing I've ever heard, but also it's it's like like a hot chocolate tea tea situation. Yeah. Like I was like, kind of surprised I'd never heard of it. Like, I was like, it's kind of a good idea, kind of an interesting idea, but really specific for this movie. <laughs> like, like, I don't want it, but... And, like, the shot, it's not like they were like, oh, let's put a box here. It was like, the shot was only on the Coco and the T and the Equal. So they were like, look what she's doing, I guess. But then it never comes back. But I thought it was insane. So... <laughs> Maybe that's what else? the point. Maybe that's the point, because what else is insane is this bitch's eyebrows? And I was like, "Wowzers! Wowzers! Crazy eyebrows!" So we know that in 1997 we had a lot of issues with our eyebrows. We were over plucking them. They, they were very, very thin. thin. It was um, it was not a good time for eyebrows. Um, a no. lot of people are still suffering the from damage. choices they made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, I never, fell, I never fell into the over plucking my eyebrows thing. I, I am gla- happy to say that I had very out of style eyebrows in the 90s. But now I'm like, look at these luscious caterpillars on my face. I think I'm one of those people that still suffering. Still su- I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm looking at them right now, and I was like, gosh. Just- no, you have. F- what are they doing? I mean, they're not as they're not as luscious as mine. No, but like they're not bad. I mean, I've seen Kim. I've seen. seen I mean, they're not still nineteen ninety seven, but they right. No people that are like trying to get it to grow like it's it's and it's like two little hairs. Anyway, so. Doreen has insane eyebrows, and it appears that she has shaved her eyebrows off, but then drawn sort of angry emoticon (laughs) eyebrows on. It's really. We know it. We know it. It's not going well. She then turns and sees that there's a cat on the counter who's eating something. And she shoos the cat away and picks up a dead mouse on the counter and then puts it in the garbage disposal. Uh, okay. Okay, thank you. Me, so. Thank you. That weirded me out as well. Right? That's don't put it in the garbage disposal. <laughs> like I, Be- I I don't have a f- fully formed reason just it feels yucky. Exact same response. (laughs) Exact same response. I think it's because, like, I can't, I'm not in there cleaning out the garbage disposal. I'm just putting blind faith into the fact that if I grind something up in there, that it's washing away mostly. Right. But it's like, it might not be. Like, put a body in there. No. Yeah. She put a body in her garbage disposal. And it's like, it has bones and things. Yeah. I was also like, it can barely handle fucking eggshells. Yeah, I was also Don't like, do eggshells in cat... garbage disposal. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's not good. Oh shit! I mean, I wow. sound now. I'm nervous that I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure because just because you, you took it so seriously, and I, but well, I think it was. I think you're not supposed to. I think it breaks them. Honestly, so I just could think have a what whole, bones would do. Yeah, I could have a whole post mortem on my garbage disposal situation that we're not going to get into. <laughs> um, but I was like, why also not like, let the cat keep it? Also, let like, the cat have it. Also, like. Well, I don't like that. I don't like that either. No. <laughs> it's I don't own a fucking tiger. I own a house cat. It's supposed I'd, to eat food that I, I give it. Fr- it is food. You just want your cats that live inside to just be eating a dead mouse in your house. I mean I'd put them in a place where like maybe in the bathroom, I'd be like, you can eat it in the bathroom. Ew. <laughs> no. I just feel like I feel ba- I feel worse for that Ew. mouse. Oh no, I can't move past this. No Like it was murdered and at least it'll be like eaten. You know, as opposed to thrown in the garbage like that really upsets me. Look, we can give it a proper burial, but I'm not feeding it to my cats. That's disgusting. Okay, I can compromise with a burial. One of the things that I disliked about the garbage disposal was like the splash of mouse blood possibilities, which I can't Mm. even imagine the murder scene that's now in your fucking bathroom when you go in there. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> Also, the bathroom is my sanctuary. The bathroom is my special place. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. where I take my baths your, and take I your baths. love my life. Yeah. Oh, right. get your dead mouse out of my sanctuary! You know what? Well, I'll, I'll I'll rescind that and I'll say we'll bury it. Does that work for you? We'll bury it. Compromise. We can bury it. Great. Okay. Cool. So, insane eyebrows, cat, mouse in the garbage disposal cut to an old woman in bed calling for Doreen Doreen, Doreen! uh it's Doreen's mom mm-hmm. and she appears to be like pretty bedridden and so that the cocoa tea was for her mom and the mom's pretty obnoxious like she's mm-hmm. not a fun patient um or a gr- or a gracious mm-hmm. patient yeah. so she yells about the fact that she let the cats upstairs, probably because they leave corpses everywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and she's not into it. I Doreen, understand. Yeah. I feel the same Doreen way. Doreen says she's like, she, Doreen kind of sits on the bed and she has to say things twice sometimes. Like her mom doesn't always quite hear it. Okay, But like Doreen is also like extremely dead inside. Yes. By her sitting next to her mom. Okay. Like, very clearly, like, this this caretaker role does not bring me joy. Right, 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 right. And so she kind of sits on the bed, just kind of, like, looking really defeated. And she's like, I'm going to be working from home now, Mama. I'm going to be working from home now, Mama. And the mom is like, what? Oh, well, that's great. There's a lot of work to be done around the house. <laughs> And Doreen just, like, just dead face. Looks like a fucking mouse about to go in a garbage disposal. (laughs) (laughs) Nightmare. I hope I don't have nightmares about this later. Yeah. And so Doreen leaves. You know, she has her tea. So Doreen is now walking down the stairs with, like, a tray. And we hear a voiceover of of Doreen talking Mm -hmm. as she's walking down that says, It is true to live in a loving and nurturing environment is everybody's dream. But as we grow up, we also need to experience independence and adventure. That is the key to a successful mother-daughter relationship. And she's kind of saying it as if it's maybe from a book she read. Okay. Possibly. And just like saying it to herself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or it could also just be Carol Kane, who's just kind of weird, which works as well. Um, And then we see that she puts the tray down and unplugs chair that goes up and down the stairs so now her mom is like stranded upstairs okay cut to molly and some smarmy dude in the office who is gary we learn and he's like sorry i couldn't stay last night you know clearly that that was her bone date that she left the bar to go to and they go to kiss but they look, and the door is open, and Doreen is just, like, staring at them. <laughs> okay. And Molly is like, excuse me, and, like, slams the door. And then she's like, I hate her. And I'm like, Molly, like, what did she do to you? She is a quiet, meek little mouse, and you're kind of a bitch and flirting with your best friend's boyfriend and fucking a married dude. So, like, I kind of hate oh, you. Oh, no. Yeah, Gary is married. Gary now comes out of the office and says to Mr. Landau, basically like, chop, chop to the copy department, do this, do this. And Mr. Landau is like, we don't work for you. Like, the fact that you're behind on your article, like, isn't my problem. I'm not going to change my schedule because you didn't get your work done, basically. Mm -hmm. And then he's like and stop kissing everybody half the office has your cold so ah gary gary is being a real gary for sure uh apologies to all those garys out there but you're probably you know. great you're probably great yeah you're probably you're probably fine um <laughs> So now we cut to Jean and Christopher. I'm going to name my son Chad Gary Burns. Oh, my God. I'd be so upset. Gary Burns. He'd be like, well, what's your middle name? And he'd be like, Chad. Chad. And I'll be like, let's start over. Let's just back to the drawing board. Burns it is. Yep. Burns. What's your name, sir? Burns. Burns, Burns. Burns, <laughs> Burns. <Vince, Vince. laughs> so we now cut to Jean and Christopher. And they're opening new laptops. Oh, That's this is also big. probably why I should have known it was a, a low budget nineteen ninety seven. They didn't have laptops in the yeah, but these laptops were bricks. Big. I mean, we could have built a house with this shit. <laughs> so, uh, they're opening the boxes, and Molly comes in and is being all flirty with Michael again with Jean. Right, the fuck there, Molly's which like a little so horn dog. Yeah, it's so weird. And so they're handing out the laptops, but it's going to take a lot of, like, instruction, setup. You know, it's not like you can't just hand someone a laptop in 1997. Right, right, right. That's They were probably brand new. They Yeah. And so Have Gene – When did laptops start? I would love to because actually Gene opens it and is like, oh, my God, these are top of the line. And then uh, Christopher is like, actually, these would be top of the line two years ago. And Gene's like, oh. shh, don't tell people that. Um, I mean, I didn't get one until way into the 2000s. Oh, yeah. No, we had big old, big old desktops. Yep. (laughs) That comes up later, too. I can't wait. Okay. So uh, for all of our young listeners, that was the sound it made when we tried to get online. Yeah. That was your phone connection, basically. Dial-up modem. Yeah, Yeah. dial-up modem, which I don't really know what it means, but um, here we are. Yep. So, Jean is noticing that Molly's being a flirt. So, she's like, Daniel, don't you have somewhere to be? Christopher, don't you have somewhere to be? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then she, like, throws him a beeper. And he's like, what's this for? (laughs) A beeper. Yeah. And... Those we did have. uh, Yeah. I didn't have a beeper. Did you? I actually didn't because my parents are mean, but... (laughs) No. (laughs) My mom is nice, but... I think I, yeah, I just, I didn't, but um, some of my friends did. But it was always cool to be like, you know, have like a different colored one, like a purple one and stuff like that. Like, and like the see through kind of ones. Um, Yeah, I had no use for a beeper because what would I, I didn't call anyone from my home. So they could page me, but I'd be like, I'll call you from, vicky's house or steph's house like i'm not gonna (laughs) call anyone from my house because yeah i don't want to be there oh yeah (laughs) oh so you were like please don't beat me so he's she's like don't or you know don't forget to turn it on in case i need you or something so now we cut to mr landau with doreen being like uh, you know, did you take the computer tutorial yet? And she's like, yes, sir, I did. Yes, sir. Like, just very over the top. Like, I am a good worker. Yes, sir. Yes, I did. Yes, yes. And Mr. Landell tells her like, the manual is really helpful. <clears throat> Cut to her alone in the office after hours. And the computer is like beeping out of control. Like, okay. she can't get it to do whatever it is 1997 laptops were supposed to be doing. And she's, like, looking around, and we see that she's there with Gary. And what wasn't quite clear in the moment, but I'll just tell you now, she offered to stay later to help Gary, who didn't get his work done on time, mm. basically. So, because I guess what she is is maybe, like, the proofreader, the copy, you know, that mm. kind of yep, thing. Yep, yep. yep. Mm-hmm. So... Gary is still there and she goes in. She's like, I can't get the computer to stop buzz beeping. And she's like, really frantic. Carol Kane, like, I can't get it to stop. And uh, he's being rude and condescending. And she's like, I'm sorry to bother you, sir. And he's like uh, being an asshole. And she's like, please, it won't stop. So cut to them at her desk. And I guess he gets it to stop beeping. But then he comes around behind her and starts like massaging her shoulders. Gary! Gary, God, you are spreading this cold everywhere. Sexual harassment. Yeah. I want to actually post-mortem when sexual harassment was kind of put on the books. Like, when that became a thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, She kind of is like, ew, no. But she doesn't say, ew, no, with confidence. Like, she's not like, ew, Gary, fuck off. Like, she's very like, eh, eh, no. And kind of gets out from under her desk or from behind her desk, and he gets really aggro and he's like, "You think I want to be here with you? My job is holding on by a thread." And he's just being like a real Fuck fucking you, asshole, Gary. Especially since like she stayed to help you because yeah, you didn't do your fucking work. Yeah, Gary's really? a tool. Yeah. So she's like, "I have to go to the restroom," and like runs oh, away. Buddy. Like, yeah. And he's like, You're pathetic. And I'm like, what is this I will office environment? You, Gary Gary I'm is about the to take worst out most. earrings for you, motherfucker. Right. Gary sucks. Um, and he's like, Thanks to you, we'll both lose our jobs. Whatever the fuck. So looking at plug. Looking at the plugs in the plug, plug, plug Maybe he's looking at the plug and like hitting it. I wrote to maybe to to get the the computer, the computer. Maybe. Yeah, that might be it. I mean, I get it. Welcome to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ten minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So now we cut to Doreen in the bathroom. She's really shaken up. She's like splashing herself with water. Cut to Gary. All the lights go out. Ah. Okay, And then we see that they've gone out in the bathroom as well. And so she's like, what the fuck? Cut back to Gary at a fuse box that's kind of, like, really close to um her desk. So I don't know that it's a fuse box for, like, the whole office per se, but, like, maybe her little section. And he's trying to fix it. Cut to Doreen. She's looking in the mirror. Eyebrows are insane. <laughs> and she picks up one of those giant keys, like, where it's, like, a key to the bathroom, but, like, they put it on a ruler so right. that people yeah. don't lose it. Yeah. Cut back to Gary at the fuse box. Cut to Doreen walking through the dark office, calling for Gary, and it's like re- its like pitch black, like it's really dark. And Doreen like uh, comes back to her desk, and Gary's not looking at her; like he's kind of on his hands and knees looking at a fuse box, and he's like, "Doreen, if you're done playing with yourself, can you come hold the light?" Fucking, she was going Literally, to the bathroom. Fuck you psycho. off, Gary. I'm yeah. leaving. I'm going home. I'm not helping yeah. you anymore. So, and he's like holding a flashlight in his mouth, right? right. Okay. And so he turns to her really fast, but since it's pitch black, the light kind of shines in her eyes and she stumbles backwards into some other sort of electrical box of some kind and it electrocutes Gary. Oh, shit. Womp womp. Yeah, we can. You don't have to be stingy (laughs) with those dings. Let's ding ding the passing of Gary. Put him in the garbage disposal. Feed him to the cats. (laughs) So she goes over and tries to like wake Gary up, but he did. So question one, what do you do? What does she do? him to the cats. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not my fucking fault he got electrocuted. Like, yeah. So, I guess I, like, you know, call the police. Ambulance. Hello, Gary's dead. <laughs> you just say <think> Gary's dead. <laughs> Ma'am, who's Gary? It doesn't matter. He's, He's... just dead. Ma'am, Honestly, you don't seem to be concerned at all. Man. I don't. I'm you, not. You won't miss Honestly, him don't even don't don't even hurry, just take your time <laughs> actually, if you could grab me a Starbucks on the way, that would be great <laughs> uh, what does she do? Uh, like I want to say same, but then I'm like it feels like she does something wacky, but like I don't know what that is um so I'm gonna say she i mean she's not gonna like uh. I'm just going to say same and find out and then go from there. I'm, it's like a wordle tactic right now. Yeah. <laughs> it is a wordle tactic. Hey. Oh, man. I went all the way to six today. I was nervous. Woo. Okay. I've never lost one. Knock on wood. I've lost two. I'm very upset about ulcer. I'm so upset about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very sure,
0: upset. Sure, sure. tough, tough <laughs> word. Yeah. Uh it's not like I don't know the word ulcer. Yes, like as soon as I saw that it was ulcer, I was like, of course it's ulcer! Great. I was so upset. I was on vacation and it like ruined an hour of my vacation. I was so upset. <laughs> okay. So
1: <laughs> so funny thing. <Reverse. laughs> I don't know why i'm laughing so
0: much at that it's so stupid i was like remember that time that eric <laughs> got out too like he didn't get it and then i was like got it in like two and i was like i'm yes. so sorry <laughs> Yeah, like, sorry okay, I we, dunked on you. Yeah, we uh, we, we Eric Kim and I every day, <laughs> every day. Yeah, to the point Dorks. where, like, when we have important things to say, we have to scroll. There's past so much wordles. wordle now. <laughs> like, it's in our like podcast fucking text group. So I'm just yeah. like, where's the link to the thing I actually need? Oh, it's like ten wordles back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I gave you one and a half points oh, by great. the way for your wordle. So. Half point for her because she calls 911. She does. Okay, great. She's really frantic and weird. Right, right. Well, yeah,
1: that's who she is. That's her that's, soul.
0: Yeah. Dispatch picks up. Hello, hello. She hangs up. Oh. So that's why you got a half. Point. I, oh, she does do something wacky. So now she starts talking to dead Gary. Right. And oh, she's no. like You're not a very pleasant man, Mr. Michaels. You are not very pleasant at all. I was just trying to pitch in. I was just trying to help, and there was no need to get so personal. Look at this mess. I'm going to have to clean it up. And I look at her shoes. She's wearing those like old, old lady hospital shoes that are Uh like, Uh you can see them. I do. Uh, Exactly. And I just. And I, I just, I have fond memories of those shoes from my religion teacher in school, Miss Ridenauer. She only wore those shoes. <laughs> um, they are nuns shoes as well. Are they? Oh, that makes sense why Miss Ridenauer was wearing them. Okay, there we go. I mean, that's what so, I'm thinking of, but yeah. Yeah. So she grabs her purse and steps over, Gary. Give a- somewhere. So now she cut to her grabbing a cart. Like what would be uh, like a book cart or a mail cart, like that kind of th- okay. um, b- book cart, book cart. And cut to her wheeling the body on a cart Uh-oh. down to the parking garage. Oh, my. And she's trying to get the body into her car. And I was like, mind you, Carol Kane is a tiny woman. Well, that, that's where that, all of that went through my head. I was like, how's she picking up this guy? Doing anything uh, with his body. Yeah. And hold that thought because she must have superpowers or something. So she sees as she's trying to put the body into her trunk. It's like nobody else is there. Um, A homeless man was like kind of taking a nap in front of her car. So he like pops up and she like I think gives him money and like shoes him away. And then she gets the body into the trunk and drives off. And a voiceover is now happening where it's like. Her voice, and she's like, You may think that once people are dead, that that's the end of them, but that's not so. They leave memories which are very much like dead people living inside of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they leave memories which are very much like dead people living inside of you. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So that's where we are. Uh-oh. Okay. And we cut to uh, her bringing the body into her house. Through the garage door, uh, like the the door in the garage, uh, and sits it on her couch. And she clearly has made like a little space for herself in the basement, because like her mom definitely can't get down there. Okay, like there's no chair down those stairs. So and we're, as she, Gary, Gary lives in the basement now. Yeah, okay. Gary lives in the basement. Yeah, great. And as she's looking at him, he kind of morphs into another man, which fades into a flashback Uh of a little girl who we presume is Doreen Doreen being escorted into a cop car, sort of blank faced, and a bloody body is being wheeled into an ambulance and a woman is also on a stretcher, like screaming for the body, and then back to the young girl who just is kind of looking and is driven away in a cop car. Uh oh. Uh oh, indeed. Did she kill her? Uh oh, indeed. Dad? Stepdad? We don't. We don't know yet. Mom's boyfriend. So we cut to Doreen. Now being startled by her mom who's in the stair chair. So she's now gone upstairs. She left Gary in the basement. She's gone up to the main floor. And she's oh, <laughs> startled by her mom who's coming down the stair chair. And mom is like, what is all that racket? And Doreen is like, I'll bring you some tea, mother. Go back upstairs. And the mom is just like sliding down the, the chair stair Stair chair. What are the fuck? She's like, you let the cats unplug my chair again. And I was like, oh, so that's what she tells her mom. She's like, I had to have that little Girl Scout plug it in. She looked just <laughs> like you did with the little knife hanging from her belt. And she's like saying and trailing off as she like goes back up the stairs. <laughs> Cut to the next day. Doreen is asking mom if she needs help in the bathroom. Mom is like, no, the doc wants me to try to get around. Doreen says breakfast is on the table, but like has to say it multiple times, you know, breakfast is on the table, mom. Well, she's like right in her ear. Um, Cut to boss lady smoking, chain smoking in a conference room. And she's like, where the hell is he? And she also would like take a swig, a puff of her cigarette and then an inhaler. Cigarette. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Bad news bears. And Jean is like, I don't know. She's like, I've been calling his house all morning. The ashtray is just like full of cigarettes next to her inhaler. And the boss is like, he swore would be ready today. Get him on the line or it's your ass, Molly Ringwald. And cut to Diane watching TV in her wingback chair and some knock on the door. And it's Christopher. He's there to install the unit. Who's Diane? And I mean... Meet- Doreen. Did I say Diane? Doreen. Okay. My bad. So Doreen is watching TV in her wingback chair. He's there to install the unit. And so now we cut to them, like, at her dining room table. And he's like, you'll be using email to communicate with the office. It may seem weird at first, but you'll get used to it. Uh, Some people say they now prefer it to human interaction. (laughs) And I was just like, (laughs) oh, God and then a pandemic hit. Like what would we have done in a pandemic? Like yeah. Just conference calls all day, I guess. So he's like here are my here's my car, try the tutorials, and then he offers her a ride back to the office. So what it appears is that like the at-home maybe hasn't started yet. Like she's still at the office, but they're like installing everything for what her home office will be. And as he's leaving, he sees two cats scratching at the basement door, and he's like, "What do they want?" And then Mom starts buzzing like, "Doreen," and uh, Christopher is like, "Okay, well, I gotta get out of here." And he's like, "Call me if you have any issues." We now cut to a very overwhelmed woman on the phone. We only see like her mouth down, and we see like dirty dishes in the sink. We hear a baby screaming. Uh, like, you know, just chaos in her house. And she's like, no, I don't know where he is. And how do I know he didn't put you up to this? And we realize it's Gary's wife. They're being like, where's Gary? And she's like, I don't fucking know where that fucking asshole is. Like, she clearly hates him as well. <laughs> and yeah. Don't and, we and all? Mo- Yeah. And Molly is the one calling. And you can tell that this woman is like, bitch, why are you calling? Oh, oh shit. It. yeah and they have kids too
1: they Come have kids not
0: yeah cool. not cool no so molly is like have you checked the hospitals and the woman is just kind of like no like she's like and i probably won't <laughs> um but then molly says like i don't think you should worry he'll turn up and i was like bitch he, she's not worried are you listening she doesn't give a shit um molly then hangs up pissed and freaked out that she can't find him like one right. she can't find him and also like her ass is on the line like it's a whole thing cut to Doreen playing with her new laptop and smiling as we see that she has sent an email exciting her first email now I have some questions about 1997 email that I will be post-morteming because <laughs> we now cut to Molly getting an email from Gary saying he needed a break and to hold down the fort uh signed gary clearly she sent it but it says like it is from gary to kim molly and then a message so i was like can you just was it just like a letter where you could just like write who it's coming from and then also who it's going to like right or yeah. did she have like why did why was she able to just be like from How did Gary. she have access to Gary's email? Yeah, so I mean, maybe. But, yeah, why? So I'm gonna have to postmortem that. Okay. So cut to Molly freaking out to Jean, um, being like, you know, I gotta find Gary, I gotta find Gary, and and Jean says something smart alecky or whatever, and Molly's like, well, he's not stashed under my desk, and Jean's like, bet you'd love that. <laughs> Zing. Ding a ding, ding, dong. So now she's like, uh she's like, it's not my fault. Their marriage sucks. and tells Jean that she got an email from Gary, and Jean is like he's either in detox or hiding from a bookie with a gun. Don't stick your neck out for him. Gary sounds like the worst. Gary human. The worst. <laughs> Gary is like the worst. Wow, Gary, yeah. Why don't like you honestly, fucking take a break from all the people in your life. Yeah, c- c- like the happy ending is. I guess go to rehab. I don't. I don't know. It's just. what yeah, I mean, the happy ending is we're for his all wife. Better like off without Gary, yeah, she gets a clean break now. She can find the love of her life that isn't she has Gary. Life insurance for him. I bet she does. I bet this bitch has. I bet she took out a second policy on this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Did you so have you been watching the? The 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 um, the, the, the v- bad vegan. Bad vegan. Yes. <laughs> I'm not finished yet you? though. I I couldn't stop and watch the oh, whole thing. She just went on the run oh, with him. Oh okay. Um okay. wild. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Wild. I hope Eric doesn't want to hang out with me tonight so that I can watch it for myself. <laughs> I mean just like the whole the whole I don't even like it. I'm like is he just a mastermind of manipulation or does he like believe this himself because it's so wild I I wonder if it's both and then I also found it very interesting that she was like you know I'm really fascinated by crystals and things like that like I think she he seeks out right people that are going to be susceptible to this story right right which right, I think right that is where his skill is clearly is being able to sniff this shit sniff people like that out you know
1: I mean it's just
0: well it's always it's a slow burn oh yeah you can make anyone believe anything slowly over time don't you fucking worry bitch because the one thing that Sarma didn't have was a ketrin so I'm a fucking not let any of this shit happen to you bitch She's I will like, take I know you, you love your crystals, you holding them right now, but yep. nobody's fucking swindling you. Yep. I will take you kicking and screaming, bitch. What if I All just right. held it back for the longest time until I believed it and then I was like, look, like, he wants to bring me in to, like, his family. They're not, like, human, but I'm going to be, like, queen of the, I don't know, universe. Did you see my face? <laughs> but I was, like, really in it. What would you do? Well, I would just stare at you. And then you'd hear a little click, click. And you'd realize that you were handcuffed (laughs) to the chair. And I'd say, this is for your own good. And then here comes... Deprivation therapy. Yep. And then here comes Eric, Lonnie, Vince, all our boys. And I'll be like, they're going to escort you out. And you will be locked in a closet until you come to your senses. You're welcome. (laughs) I'll bring you Taco Bell intermittently. I would hate you forever. I, you wouldn't. I would you would. Like, you'd hate me while you king. lived in the closet, my king. You'd hate me while you lived in the closet. I'd be like, this bitch, the you're the queen of, of, of the my closet. Life. <laughs> you know how long I waited for this captions? Oh god, I hope that doesn't happen. I don't want to have to chain you to a closet. <laughs> I don't want you to either. I love that. Like my solution to prevent you from being. Kidnapped and swindled is for to me kidnap to kidnap me. you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's true. I didn't think about it yeah. that way. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. I, lo- I love hard. Uh, <laughs> so, cut to the boss questioning Doreen now, being like, Where's Gary? You were the last one with him. Uh, she calls her Doris. Uh, Doreen corrects her, and she's like, What do you know? And Doreen is like, well, he became very upset and told me to leave him alone with his frustration. Um, And then the boss, like, like, yells at her. Yeah. Uh, Ends up yelling at her for leaving him alone. And it's like, you're too old for such a rookie mistake. We then hear Joe's like, did you just call me old bitch? Also, I'm supposed to fucking just stand here and let this fucker yell at me? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? No. So now we kind of have, like, a flashback to Mr. Michaels saying... Do you know how hard that asthmatic bitch Virginia is going to come down on me? You're pathetic. Like, she's just kind of playing shitty things that Gary said. Boss then calls Molly in and says, Molly, I'm putting you and Doreen on Gary's piece. And she's like, you're working round the clock till it's done. Molly is super upset about it and, like, basically says, like, I don't like her. Like, Molly is a... Molly's a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) She's a straight cunt. Yeah, Molly Ringwald was just like, look, I've played nice girls my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play just a fucking role. I want to play just a rancid cunt. That's what I want to (laughs) play. She and Gary deserve each other, honestly. So, cut to, see, cut to Christopher making out with Jean at home. So they live together, presumably. Great. And Christopher says that Molly thinks you're mad at her gene and gene is like well she and gary never delivered an article on time and christopher's like it's all office politics with you he's like i'm just trying and then gene is like i'm just trying to get us out of this place um and he says something she doesn't like and she's like go fuck yourself and now she's hiding in the bathroom so they have a fight basically she like is too into her work right Cut to nighttime at the office. Molly and Doreen are sitting there. Molly is not helping. And Molly keeps being like, Doreen, Doreen. And Doreen, like, doesn't respond. So she throws something at her. And Doreen is like, what the fuck? And then Molly is like, sorry, was trying to get your attention. I was like, bitch, what is, what are you? Uh, What the fuck are you? So. The boss is also there. So it's the three of them in the office. Nobody else is there. Molly says, do you want to go get food? And Doreen says she doesn't want anything uh, and is clearly annoyed to be doing all the work. Like, Molly is not helping. Um, Also, there's a storm outside, so it's spooky. (laughs) Cut to boss at the copier, smoking and inhaling. Uh, (laughs) And she sees creepy shadows. And the boss... Calls for Doreen, Doreen, Doreen doesn't answer. Cut to the boss walking into her office and the ashtray is on fire. There is a little, a little bonfire in the (laughs) ashtray. Oh, no. And we see that Doreen is hiding behind a lamp. Okay. And the boss does not see her. She just nonchalantly puts out the fire I think she lights another cigarette with the fire, perhaps. <laughs> I love that. And then takes a puff and then takes her inhaler and is like. <gasps> oh. Oh. Oh, and no. starts convulsing and dies.
1: Oh, shit.
0: What'd you do to her
1: inhaler, Doreen?
0: Doreen is just watching. And then she takes a little something out and replaces the inhaler. So, like, she did something. And at first I thought I was like, did she fucking put toner in there? (laughs) Toner killer. But then I was like, how did she get toner into, like, that thing that fits into an inhaler? I don't know. But uh, Let's pretend it was toner, though. That's funny. (laughs) I'll believe it. So replaces the inhaler and then lifts her up and drags her off somewhere. I'm like, you are superhuman monster. Yeah. Look at her go. She's been doing her pull-ups. Right? Cut to Molly coming in with food. And she's like, I got you ding-dongs. I know you said you didn't want anything, but here's some ding-dongs. <laughs> like, ding-dongs. Like, what were we doing with ding-dongs in 1997? <sighs> I don't. Anyway, so she's got some ding-dongs. Um, hey, cut to Doreen. I've no hate for ding-dongs. Do I hate ding-dongs? I don't, I I don't really like super processed pastries, honestly. I was never really sure, into sure, those. Sure, 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 Yeah. But like, yeah. I don't got a problem but with that. But what I mean ding-dongs. is like, w- what I mean is like, if I was going to a convenience store to get crap, I was always going to get something salty. I was never going to get a ding-dong or a Twinkie. Right. Unless it's those butterscotch crumpets. For some reason, they do something to me. Tasty cakes? Yeah. They do something. Those are Philly baby. Yeah. So cut to Doreen talking to the body on the couch next to oh, Gary now. No. So she's got a little a little cocktail she, party happening. And she's like, "Oh, these earrings are for me. Thank you so much. Oh buddy. She's, she's like, "Oh no. No, no." And she's like, "Is everyone comfortable?" And she's like, I put mother to bed early so we can stay up as late as we want. Aww, <laughs> she just wants friends. Yeah. And then she puts the boss's hand on a cat to be like, pet the kitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And then she starts like giggling and like kisses Gary's neck. Ew. I Look, I don't support kissing Gary ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You have no problem with <laughs> kissing a corpse, but it's Gary's corpse. And that's 100%. Where you draw the line. That's, yeah. No, totally. It's very specific to Gary. Totally. If that was I Christopher, completely agree. would be that a whole different story. Christopher. Right All right. So now we cut to the next day, and uh, <laughs> I'd be like, ooh, Doreen's got herself a new boyfriend. Christopher. So cut to the next day, and mom and Doreen are sitting at the breakfast table. And mom is like, Where's all the furniture? And Doreen is like, you know, I moved it downstairs, mother. It was so like to be her little sanctuary, her corp her corpsuary. And then mom starts being like, It's so much better with a man around. Daddy ran a tight ship, but he knew how to keep his girls under his thumb. And she starts like reminiscing about dad and Doreen is getting really upset and kind of like spills something on the table and then she cuts her off and is like I need to get to work early I'll bring you upstairs goodbye and like puts food on a tray and we see mom going up the stair chair thing mm-hmm. stair chair I hope it's called a stair chair so now the doorbell rings mm-hmm. Doreen goes to answer it so mom's upstairs Doreen goes to answer the door the Girl Scouts are there And they say, they start to say their little spiel and Doreen finishes the the spiel because she was a Girl Scout as well. And they ask if she wants to buy cookies and she says, yes, come on in. Question two, you are the Girl Scouts. What do you do? What does she do? What do they do? You're the Girl Scouts. I sell her my cookies and leave. From where? The door. Okay. What do they do? They go inside and uh, sell her their cookies. Two points. Okay. Cut to her on the phone telling work that she just sent the article by fax modem. Oh, shit. She fucking finished the article without Gary and without Molly. So now Molly looks like an asshole because she left the office and like, Doreen is one who's like, here you go. <laughs> Uh-oh. And she's eating cookies while well, she does it. Girl Scout cookies. What kind? Uh she said peanut butter, something or other, but they looked like Nilla wafers. Mm-hmm. So I want to look those up. I'll look up Girls I'll post mortem Girl Scout like cookies Do-si-dos? because they have some new ones now. Aren't Dosy Does little peanut butter co-
1: cookies? They, she
0: did say peanut butter. Dos are peanut butter cookies, that... Appear like vanilla wafers, I would say. Oh, they're then like the I'm sure that that. that's. Then I'm sure that's what they were. But yeah. they're like sandwiched. I've never, no, these are not sandwiched. They're individual cookies. I don't know. We'll post mortem it. Because <laughs> I do want to post mortem it because the Girl Scouts, I guess, have added new cookies. oh Yeah, so we'll see what the all what all the Where cookies are. Girl Scout cookies. Who's selling them? Oh yeah! Does anyone know where we can do any? Do any of you guys have any daughters in the Girl Scouts? We'll buy some cookies from them. KK Sam will buy some cookies. Yeah, send us um, whoever's the first one to like send us your daughter's troop or whatever. We'll buy some cookies. We now cut to Kim being woken up by another email at the office. She's sleeping at the office because Kim is trash. Yeah, Kim is trash. (laughs) So what's the sound? You've got mail. Is that like (laughs) uh, it was like a it was like a bong or something Uh, like that. Can you imagine Um, all day long? No, because bong, 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 bong. So many emails. Because it was also like this laptop, this email was like blue screen white letters, like old, old. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. So. She's woken up, and it's another email from Gary, and he, it, the email says he told Virginia that she and Doreen should just finish the story on their own, which is exactly what the boss already said. So, like, basically, this Who's fake Virginia? Gary is saying he's the boss. So, basically, okay. she's saying, like, yeah, Molly's pissed. So, now we cut to Molly in Jean's office saying she got another email from Gary, and she's super pissed. She's like, they completely ditched me. Um, she and the boss, Doreen and the boss probably ran off together because they're a pair of lesies. I was like, what? Molly. You're truly the worst, Molly. You and Gary. So Gina's like, what the hell are you talking about? And Molly storms out. So we now cut to Doreen. So Doreen gets to the office and Molly is like, where the hell did you go last night? And Doreen is, like, very calm now. And she's just like, I went home to take care of mother. And Jean comes out and, like, sees Molly yelling at Doreen and yells at Molly to be like, leave her alone. So Molly marches in, uh, runs off, you know. And we cut to Jean offering Doreen. She's like, I have some things from my closet that I don't wear anymore. And I thought they would look really cute on you. Like, Aww, so Jean is trying thanks, to be really Jean. sweet. Yeah. And Molly is now we see in like the conference room with like the main bosses, so like the people that are above boss, okay, yep, and she's basically like, "Nothing is my fault, Doreen and the boss abandon her, um, and the the boss bosses basically are like, "Molly shut up because Doreen delivered the article, like all of this shit that you're <gasps> oh, talking about, shit." And the article's great, and you're fired. <gasps> oh, shit. And they literally, like, fire her for being a cunt. Like, they're just like, what the fuck is this outburst <laughs> goodbye? You're fired. <laughs> like, they're like, see you later. Yeah. See you next Tuesday.
1: Oh. See you next
0: Tuesday. So now we cut to Jean talking to Doreen and just, like, trying to get to know her. And she's like, so I I, I just learned that you've been here, you know, the longest of anybody. You've been here 16 years and Doreen is like, yeah, my father was a founding editor. And Gina's like, is he still alive? And she's like, no, he died in a car accident. And my mom was crippled in the same one. Oh, uh-huh. We now cut to a flashback of the car accident. Mom and dad are in the front. Mom, dad's driving. And mom and Doreen is in the back. And mom is like, wash her mouth out with soap. You should hear all the dirty lies she says. And dad is like, what did you say to your mother? And mom is like, she's got a dirty mind. And then dad like reaches back and is like, she loves her daddy. Probably just jealous of your mother. Ew. And he's like touching her leg. Oh, no. And then he's like, oh, are you ticklish there? And it's like real gross. And I'm also like, why is the mom like, this is so blatant. This is like so obvious. But Doreen grabs the dad's hand and doesn't let go. And as he's trying to be like, hey, let go, he swerves right into a telephone pole. Whoa. So he did. So that's the scene that we saw. Cut back to the office Molly is in the bathroom and is just like fuck Doreen fuck this whole fucking office blah 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 <laughs> Molly Ugh, Molly. and Doreen is hiding hiding in a bathroom stall like listening to the whole thing like a creep I'm like Doreen you're kind of a creep mm-hmm. um but you're no Molly and you're no Gary so cut to after hours and it's now uh like a I thought it was a cleaning guy, but it's like a young, a young buck who's there and he's pushing a cart that looks. A young bull? A young bull. Yeah. Uh, Pushing a cart that looks like the cart that that she took Gary out on. So like maybe the male kid, you know, like something like that. And Molly is like clearing out her desk and she's talking shit with the the young bull. Bull. And bull. 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 Like B-O-L. B-O-L. Uh, Bull. Bull. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like Kim trying to tell me the difference between Aaron and Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, there is none. There uh, is. Oh, there are two different <laughs> vowel sounds. <laughs> so Molly is now gossiping with the cart boy and being a dick, like talking shit about Doreen, right. and Doreen is listening from behind a door. And I'm like, Doreen, why do you keep just, like, appearing behind doors? Like, you are a little ghost lady. <laughs> so the guy now leaves. And I mean, she is currently murdering people and, like, putting them in her basement, you know? So, like... Isn't it funny that she's, like, murdering people and currently putting them in her basement, but, like, like is, is not the not least our least likable favorite. character? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, by far. Yeah. She's yeah. barely on the list. Yeah. So the guy leaves and, like, is walking off and, like, here comes Terrible Shoes kind of walking behind him. (laughs) And... (laughs) And... Molly is at the elevator and Doreen then goes out to where the elevators are, like, as if she's looking for Molly, but Molly is not there anymore. So now we cut to Molly in the parking garage and Christopher is right there. And... She's like, she tells him she was canned and is like, you want to get a drink? And she's like, <gasps> with who? And Christopher goes, me and Nora. And ah. then Nora, and then Jean, Nora Jean from good. the car goes, yeah, me and Christopher, Molly. <laughs> and oh she's goodness. like, I was about to be like, Christopher. I know. No, I know. He's got our girl. He's, yeah, mm. he's good. So she's like, oh, yeah, I'll come. I'll meet you there. Now we cut to the copy boy that we saw in storage. And he, like, kind of looks around. Doreen is stalking him in between shelves, like, looking at him. And we see he, like, pulls a nudie mag out from a hiding place. Okay. To look at a secret work nudie mag. (laughs) Okay. His secret vagina. He's just taking a break to look at vagina's. Yes, he is. Need a little <laughs> vagina break. No. Gross. Um, cut to the bar and Molly says to Christopher, like, what do you think, Daniel? Has your girlfriend turned into a total corporate bitch or what? <laughs> and Gene is like standing there. Go away, Molly. Go we away. don't need you in our friend group anymore. No, we don't. Um and Jean is like, you're such a bitch sometimes. <laughs> Good job, thank you. Yeah, and she's like, I see how you treat Doreen. And Molly is like, oh my god, she's just using you. And Jean is like, uh, uh, she's she's just using you. And she's like, for what? I don't know. And Jean is like, she's just a lonely woman. Like, what are you talking about? And Jean is like, uh. Tells Molly about her father and her mother like her father is dead and her mom is crippled. And Kim laughs and says, how pathetic. You're a monster. You're a fucking monster, Molly. So and I don't mean the Doreen kind of monster that just lifts like fucking crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mean like the totally chill monster that kills people. I mean the really bad monster. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The monster who kills people. (laughs) Yeah. So Christopher, bless his heart, is like, we should go. Like, he thinks she's an asshole as well. Yeah, let's be done with this. And so they both leave and Molly's like, "Uh." yeah, Molly's like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, that kind of sorry that's like, not "Uh." sorry. Yeah. So now we cut to blood on the floor of the storage room. Uh Uh-oh. On the nudie mags. And a hand pulling, like, some sort of office tool. I don't know what it was, but it, like, almost looks like the bottom of a blender, like the blade of a, mm-hmm. of a Cuisinart mm-hmm. almost, mm-hmm. where, like, the, it, the, way, the metal is kind of curved like waves and it goes around. But I don't know what you would use that for in the office. But that's what she shoved into his neck hole. Your fucking smoothie time. Yeah. And she, like, pulls it out of his neck and it's all gory. Cut to her with the mail bin. So now this is like you know those—they're almost like can, giant canvas mail carts yep. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. She's got one of those, and Copy Boy's body is in it, and she's she's, got addic- she's addicted. She's she, she's <laughs> yep. She's lifting lifting bodies. Just, <laughs> I, I was like. <laughs> You said she's got a dick? I did. Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> listen. But I, I was, was trying not... to say she's addicted, but then I was like, she's got addicted. But then I stopped partway. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I just said, she's got a dick. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. I don't put her, put it past her to like take advantage of some rigor mortis penis. Oh, fuck yeah, she is. Yeah. Or who and are like, you kidding? Yeah, she's, she's big time. She's, she's dicking, dicking down them. with some yeah. <laughs> rigor and some mortis. A hundred percent. Yeah. So as she's like going about to like lift the body into her trunk, the boss, boss bosses pull up and they're like, thanks again for such a great job, Doreen. You're a lifesaver. <laughs> Cut to the couch. She's got three friends now. Yay! Good for you, all, Doreen. Yeah, they're all sitting around. The girls watching these. Yeah. She is now pulling the nails off the boss's hands. Ooh. And she's like, it's so much easier to work without these. And then we also see the two Girl Scouts <gasps> dead in a chair. Oh, no. Doreen. But I was... Shocked. Shocked. Like this movie, I was just like, I did not see this movie killing kids. Doreen, we were on your team. We were supporting yeah. you. Yeah, we were supporting you killing the Gary's and the bosses and hopefully the Mollies. We were supporting you dicking down, but now yeah. kids. That's... Yeah. So this got <sighs> this is where that's a bummer. This is where we're gonna have to jump ship. We're gonna yeah. have to Yeah, Yeah. but I I was shocked. I was like, wow, this movie just killed kids. Like I was not expecting this at all. So. She pours lemonade from a pitcher that's sitting in front of them and is like, thank you, girls. And I'm like, oh, this bitch is nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And then she says to someone, she's like, oh, let's give your hands a little rest. But we see that two hands are just like on a stack of magazines with no body attached to them. Oh no. She's, giving the hands a little rest. She's she's really she's gone. She's she's gone away. She's she's not doing she's, great. She's, she's she's left the building. Yeah, she has left the building. <laughs> oh no. So then she like turns to Gary and she's like, "Oh, what happened to you?" And I don't know what she's referring to because he is he is fully just Gory-ish. I mean, he's been dead for days now. And, like, his, his chest cavity is just a bloody mess. And I was like, did he, like, electrocute his chest open or something? I don't know. Like, it's a bloody, gory mess. And she takes some packing tape and tries to, like, stick it on his bloody torso. Uh-huh. And then sprays some cleaner on it. Oh, what? And, like wipes it uselessly like i mean she's just she's just trying to clean him up a little i don't don't know but she's just mushing gore around like she's and the tape doesn't stick the tape doesn't stick to like it's just what are you doing you're wasting tape first of all (laughs) and she's like see doesn't that feel better and then like closes his shirt and i don't think so you know yeah. I was like, you might want to close his chest first. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just hear, like, flies buzzing around. Mm. Yucko. So so that mouse body was the least of your problems. I know. Little did you know. Yeah. I was so that's grossed why I was, out by that mouse body. Yeah, that's why I was like, throw that fucking mouse body down in the basement. And let the cats eat the mouse <laughs> and all the bodies you got down there. For all I care. So... Now we cut to Jean in the office freaking out at her new computer and it's the next day. Doreen comes in super calm and she's like, uh, Jean is like banging on the computer and Doreen is like, don't bang. Computers are like children. They follow your lead. Don't make mistakes unless they, uh computers don't make mistakes unless you lead them in that direction. And I was like, it's actually like, sort of solid parenting advice, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I I wasn't not here for it. So, says the person with no children. So, she f- then fixes it, but then sees, like, a spreadsheet on Jean's computer, um, and it's a spreadsheet of numbers, and at the bottom it says 58,000, but, like, she clocks it. Like, Doreen clocks it, and, like, you know, it was numbers, Kim, so, like, it was... <laughs> May as well have been Arabic, um, but there was definitely like she was like, hmm about these numbers, and Jean was kind of like, are on, these Jean's are Jean's Dore- computer. Wait, wait, wait. These are on Jean's computer, and Doreen sees it. Yeah, just making sure. And Jean is sort of like, okay, thank you, Doreen. Thank you so much. Like, there's just a li- something weird happening there. Okay. So now we cut to Molly marching into the boss's office again. I'm like, Molly, you were fired. Get out of here. Molly, go away. (gasps) And she marches in and she's like, fire Doreen. She set me up. And she's like, she's got you all eating out of her hand. And the boss is like, Molly, you're a compulsive liar. Go to the unemployment office or I'll have you arrested. Like, wow, get out of here. And Doreen is just like watching this all happen. Cut to Jean getting an email from no one. Apparently, you can also send emails from no one. And it says, I know what you're up to. Grand larceny could put you in prison for a long time. Stop it now or you'll be sorry from a consumer. Gene is stealing so, from the company? Yeah. Question three, what do you do? What does Gene do? I mean, fuck. That's not good. Tis not. I mean, I'm going to stop grand larcening then. Okay. I'll be like, all right, well, my time here is done with grand larceny, and uh, <laughs> I made 58000 and I'll, uh, you know. Are you going to what it. are you oh so you're just going to piece the fuck out. <laughs> no 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 um, no I'm just going to stop stealing. OK. But say no I should probably leave. You know what? I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> OK. I'll be like whoops. Whoopsie daisies. Gotta go get a different job so I can. Grand larceny there. And get uh, my house. Yeah. Also, um, wild, but you're still not the worst character in this. Not even fucking. Close. You're still better honestly, than Gary. Top. You're and like Molly. You're like top two. Honestly, you're like my favorite. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, what is Gene? Gene. But I believe Jean you Jean. have good reasons for your grand larceny. Like that's yeah. how much I love you. I believe that you're saving orphans with uh, your exactly. grand larceny. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna stop. Bit and mm-hmm. skedaddle. Okay. What is she gonna do? I wonder if Christopher's in on it with her. Christopher. So I think she's gonna go like tell him and they're gonna hatch a plan. <laughs> <laughs> One point. Okay. Christopher does not appear to be participating in organized crime. Just yet. Uh. (laughs) Hey! So she just gets freaked out and starts, like, putting her ledgers in drawers and just is kind of freaked out. Cut to Molly leaving again the office. But she's leaving through the stairs. And she's smoking a cigarette in the stairwell. And she's just like, arrest me. Yeah, right. Fucking assholes. (laughs) Molly! Talk about someone who needs to befriend some crows. Right? Right? She needs to chill the fuck out. Yeah, she does. And as she's in the stairwell, I couldn't quite tell what was happening, but, like, it went from light to dark. Like, it just got a little bit darker, shadowed in some way. And Molly is like, anyone there? And then all of a sudden, there's a scarf around her neck. Ah. Question 4. You're in a stairwell and there's a scarf around your neck from someone behind you. What what do you do? What does she do? I'm going to tumble down the stairs. Okay? I'm going to well, all right, I think about. it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what position am I in the stairs? Am I looking you're down? A, am I looking up? Where am I? You're kind of tussling on a landing. I'm on a landing. I'm going to slam backwards. Okay. Slam them up against the wall. Okay. And even up up the stairs. Ah, so that they let go. And then I'm going to run. Okay. And what does she do? Oh, you know what else I'm going to do? I'm adding to my two. Also, I'm going to slam them up against the wall. And then I'm going to burn them with my cigarette. Ooh! <laughs> Run
1: away!
0: Oh, bitch, that's good. Yeah, I'm I, gonna get. I, I gotta know. give you a ding for that one. I don't even know what you're gonna do for her yet, and I just had to. I just <laughs> had to commend you. <laughs> Thank you with a ding. I don't approve of smoking, but good. boy, would but that be handy it. if I happen yep. to have a a Bernie thing in my hands. A Bernie thing. Yeah, a Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would oh. love a Bernie Sanders around anytime. A little pocket Bernie. Bernie. Love Cute. Them. Uh, what does she do? She. Molly. What does this dumb cut do? Oh, God. I feel like she just like bitches. <laughs> like she's just like, oh, my oh! God. Who's choking me? <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. Um. I think she I think she like tries to struggle but like is just but dies. I don't think she gets I don't think she gets far. I think she's just like uh 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 no point for her. Oh shit. She, she, she gives gets it she, she gets, gets away. She gets away. Why does Molly get away? Rude. She gets away. So what does she do? You've now you've now gotten away. But how? Uh I was going to give you a point pretty much no matter what you said to get away because it was so dark and shadowed that I, I couldn't, couldn't really, really see what she did. Okay. So I was like, you're going to get a point. Regardless, she didn't fucking Regardless. Do did. No, she did not. Um, but she didn't died. die. So right, you didn't right, get a point. Yeah. So, um, so you've now just been choked in a stairwell. Question five, what do you do? What does she do now? Security. I run to security. Hello, there's someone's attacking me. Um, this bitch, she, I think she does the same. Like, she like, goes into the office and it's like, someone's attacking me. Goes into the office and talks to who? Um, I just, I know you can't see what the office looks like. So I was just saying, like, go, talks to who in the office. I mean, do they have security? I think you can presume that they, that and at least the building has is. it. Um, I think she goes in and talks to some the first person she sees. I mean, I think you're just like running in being like someone's attacking me. I don't know like what door she enters. I'm gonna give you one and a half points, one for you. Give you a half point for her because she doesn't run in screaming. Someone tried to kill me in the stairwell. Okay. She goes directly to Jean's office. Okay. And leans in the office from which she has been fired multiple times Uh now. And just kind of leans up against the wall and is like, a woman attacked me in the stairwell. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like it's a fucking Tuesday. Yeah. I'm insulted, but not. (laughs) <laughs> anything more terrified than that. yeah that's what it, it seemed like someone like forgot to get her lunch order is what it felt like and and she's like I think it was her I think it was Doreen and Jean is like you're sick how dare you stoop so low mm-hmm. so Jean leaves and Molly is like I should have called the police or something I I don't know I should have done literally anything about this I think so. Now we cut to Jean talking Mr. Landau, who like works, you know, in the copy across from Doreen. And Doreen's not there in that department right now. But uh, Jean says to Mr. Landau, did you or anyone else in the copy department send me an email today? And so that's. That's what she does. We're now at what she does. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Landau is like, not that I know of. And she's like, I'll wait for Doreen to get back to her desk. And she's like, you've known Doreen for a long time? And Mr. Landau is like, yeah, we were neighbors as kids. And I think her father uh, picked up on the fact that she had a little crush on me. So he gave me this job is under the – oh, my God, I just lost a word. Saying I could have the job if I promised to stay away from his daughter, basically. Gross. (sighs) And he he gets weird about it. Like, he clearly feels really protective slash bad for Doreen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's like – Uh, as you know, she's a great worker and that's all that should matter. And I was like, do you know she's murdering people? Are you trying to say that the murder (laughs) shouldn't matter, Mr. Landau? And I'm like, I mean, they shouldn't because so far she's murdered assholes. Not Molly, but the other ones. Yeah, But she's on the list and we know it. So we're supporting her. Yeah. So now Doreen comes up and Doreen's got a bit of makeup on. I mean, it looks bad, but it's makeup. (laughs) And she's feeling uh, herself. yeah, and she's wearing a really pretty scarf. And. Jean uh, compliments her scarf under and we're to assume it's one of the things that Jean gave her. Oh, right. Yeah. And Doreen asks Jean to lunch. And Doreen says, yeah, that sounds nice. She goes, did you by any chance send me an email today? And Doreen says, no, I'm not really sure how it works. Uh-huh. Then Gene is like, okay, well, let's go to lunch. Nice scarf. Cut to them in the garage. Molly is speeding off somewhere. And Doreen is like, she seems in a hurry. And Gene is like, she's not a well woman. And I was like, agreed. Agreed. <laughs> um, And then so Jean is about to like get into – Doreen's car. So she's on the passenger side and she opens the passenger side door and sort of like clocks her fingernails, like, and it's like, oh, and she's like, you know, we should get a manicure. Hit oh. on the back of the head with a crowbar. Oh, shit. Cut to Doreen getting in the car, powdering her nose, and then looks back at Jean and powders her nose too. Boop, 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 boop. We liked Jean. We like Jean. Grand larceny and all. Yeah. Cut to <laughs> Molly because she was saving orphans with it. <laughs> the only people we like in this movie is the <laughs> hardcore thief and the murderer. Yep. Totally. <laughs> well, we like Christopher. We do. We like Christopher. We don't know what he's so, doing with his life, though. N- no. So now we cut to Molly. Although we for- I forgot. We're, we're oh. off the Doreen train. Oh, yeah, we are off the Doreen train. But yeah, we, did, we were on it. Why, why did we not like t- what? what, a, what a, aven- oh, the Girl Scouts. Yeah, that's what that's what got us. That's what got us off the Doreen train. Um, so now we cut to Molly with Christopher. <gasps> at Jean and Christopher's apartment. Go on. And she's like, Jean doesn't believe me. And she's like, but they they they, w- they even went to lunch. And she's like, but I know that it was Doreen that attacked me. Question six, what do you do? What do they do? Both of them? Mm-hmm. Together? Uh, you can either say what each of them does, or you can say what you think they do to- together or what somebody says, like what their plan is, basically. Uh, well, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, well, if I'm Christopher, I'm going to be like, fuck off, Molly. Get the fuck out. I'm Jean's guy. Okay. We never want to see you again. Goodbye. Okay. And that's what Christopher does? That's me. Oh, that's you. Okay. I think they are like, maybe we should go see them at lunch. Go like follow them at lunch or something. That's one and a half points. Christopher says, Molly, call the police. I am going to call Jean. Oh. And I'll, I'll get to why you, why you got a half point for them in a moment. So now we cut to Doreen hauling Jean's body in through the garage. And she comes upstairs to the main floor. And we see that there is just a hand on the counter and the cat is chewing it. Oh no! So and then you, then, I mean that's what—that's the future of your cats. No, if you feed cats... them dead ma- mice, they're eventually going to be eating dead hands. I mean, here's the thing: that's I, just I, I evolution. Should, should I die alone in my apartment? I know they can eat you. Blah blah. blah. I I should be so lucky. I should be I'm just so saying. lucky. Before you die, may they're they going to be meeting someone's hand. Yeah. The way you're so, feeding them dead mice in the <laughs> <laughs> So, no, my kids are kind of sadistic. They don't kill shit. They just, like, toy with it. Like, the bugs that may make it in, they just, like, toy with the bugs and, like, fuck with them. I'm like, you're just torturing a bug. Even worse. What a bloody mess. Ooh, yeah. Ugh. So, cut Dorian, hauling the body in, hand on the counter, cat's chewing it. There's also like some body part pinned to the clock or something. It just looks like a bloody mass of something. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. the fuck she's doing with that clock. And then she goes over and starts holding the hands by the bones and like playing with the cat with the hands. <laughs> <laughs> this bitch is lost. <laughs> she's lost her mind. And she starts it reminds me of the little tiny hands that you put on yes. your fingers. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that reminds me of you. And I was like, oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so now we cut for Doreen calling for mom. And she's like, I'm home. And she goes upstairs, and then we just hear her scream. Doreen scream. Yeah. Oh no. Mom's dead. Cut too. to her. Yeah. Cut to her leaning over her mom's body. And she's just like, Don't go away. Don't go away you know what? I don't care. I don't care. You and daddy can go dance in hell. Ah! Like I was like, Carol Kane is serving (laughs) everything. (laughs) Cut to Christopher calling Gene again to leave a message. And he's like, call me back. I'm getting scared. Question seven. What do you do? What does Christopher do? Christopher. Um, I think he's gonna go to the office to look for her. Okay. Um. I don't know. Does she have a wait? Who? Did, where did she? He? Where did he leave a message? They don't have on cell on jeans. Phones. Yeah, they don't have cell phones. Wild. Where did he leave a message? Like in my brain, I was like, "Oh, he's that was on her cell phone." But then I was like, "Wait, they don't have them." So where? Wild. <laughs> I. <laughs> And they looked- I guess the office. Yeah, okay. okay. I guess the office. Wow. So I left a message okay. at the office. Yeah. Shh, does she have a pager? <laughs> I just, just he does. I feel like you should just be the next Carol Kane. Just aim for that in life. Me? Just start, just start collecting crows. Get a little, a little wacky. Yeah. Get a little wacky. Stop, stop trying to, you know, be a fucking normal, normal person. Bitch. Just fucking live out your wild fantasy. Hey, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> All right. I'm Christopher. He's Christopher. Mm-hmm. Together. And you said he goes to the office, right? Well, that was before I thought he was calling her cell phone. Oh, okay. But now I think he was calling the office. So, like. I think he was. I mean, what did people do before cell phones? Yeah, it didn't even occur to me. I think still the office, though. Okay. Like, where else would he go? Okay. Okay. Part of me is like he goes to Jordan's house, but I don't actually think that makes sense, even though that might be what he does. Okay. I'm going to the police. And he's going to Doreen's house. Final answer. Ah! Double ding. (laughs) Double ding. So he says, I'm going to go to Doreen's. Molly is on their couch right now, having been, you know, strangled or whatever. Uh, So question eight. What do you do? What does she do? This bitch. Um, I think she... <laughs> I'm going to go to the police again. Okay. Except as her. With myself as Christopher together. Hand okay. in hand. Um, she... <laughs> Part of me is like... Does she just fucking, like, chill out on the couch? Like, she's just like, okay, I'll wait here. <laughs> this bitch! This
1: fucking cunt!
0: <laughs> with a glass of wine, my you. No, you fucking cunt. She's like, I'll yeah. wait for you here, Christopher. Yep, with a fucking glass of wine. <laughs> so... Now we cut to Doreen's house, and she's washing dishes, and the mom's body is being hauled away. And Doreen lets them out. Okay, so, so okay, okay. So yeah, we're I not mean, keeping somebody, her body. We're we're no, letting her body go. We're letting her go. But okay, as she lets them out, she hears the paramedics. Which I was like, guys, be professional, please. I mean, you're right, but be professional because one of them is like, she's weird. Probably has another in the basement. That whole place reeked of death. (laughs) At full voice, Doreen hears them, because it was at full voice, Mm -hmm. and goes back inside. So now we cut to Doreen cleaning out mom's nightstand. And we hear the doorbell. And it's Christopher. And Doreen answers, and he says, I'm looking for Jean. Have you seen her? And she lets him in. We now cut to them coming into the kitchen and she quickly just, okay, there is nothing on the counter except for a hand. There is a hand. Yes. So she comes in first and just picks up a cloth and just drapes it over the hand. Okay. So now we just have some sort of lump on the counter that... Appears to be kind of seeping a little blood into it. Yeah, it could be. It could be meat. Yeah, sure, could be meat. So she offers him lemonade. He kind of looks at the cloth hand, and like obviously he's not like, I bet that's a hand. Right. but, but he's it's like, like what is that's that? Weird. Right. Yeah. So she's like, "Do you want to stay for dinner?" And he says, "You still haven't answered me. Have you seen Jean?" And she's like, "Yes, we went to lunch, and then we went shopping, and then she had to go back to work." And Christopher is looking at her necklace, and she says, "You like it?" Jean helped me pick it out, and he's and, and it's it's just like hers, and he says, "It's exactly like hers." Now, prop department, uh, I got to talk to you guys. Okay. <laughs> Yes. I guess not prop department. It's costume department. Um, right. Cor- that's correct. Get it straight. Christopher looks at this necklace and says, wow, I recognize that necklace. That looks like my girlfriend Jean's necklace. Right. And it's now being worn by someone else. Okay. Now this girl has uh, 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 an excuse. She helped me pick it out. Correct. Kim. The necklace is a single strand of generic pearls. Right. So it would be hard to be like, that's specifically. There is literally, I don't, back in Baltimore, I didn't know a single woman that didn't have exactly this, a strand of pearls, exactly this length, exactly this coloring. Like, but I'm saying, like, Well, we we all did grow up on your side of the tracks. Let's remember. Regardless, I don't know anyone who has a string of pearls. But if you saw a string of pearls, you'd be yeah, like, that's you a string like, of pearls. Yeah, you can't like, that's my, my string of pearls. There's no, there's the no, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now if you had like a pendant or something, I'd be right. like, oh, there we go. Right, 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 right. Yeah, so I was like, option. there's so many necklaces available <laughs> in, in the world to use. Uh, so I take issue. So she said that looks that strand of pearls looks exactly like my girlfriend's and also every other strand of pearls in the world. <laughs> right. And then he looks at a portrait and he's like, is that you? And she says, yes, that's my father and I. My mother painted it. We now get a flashback to dad smoking on the couch, little Doreen sitting on an ottoman and The father says, Come sit next to daddy. Oh, I don't like this. And she says, I have to finish my homework. And then mom comes in and like snaps a picture of them weirdly, like just like, Gotcha, like Mm -hmm. click, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Like it was just fucking weird. And so now we're back to present day. And that's when she says, My mother painted it. And he says, Is your mother here? She says, She's sleeping. And he's like, did Jean call here? And she's like, not that I know of. And he's like, well, maybe she called and your mom knows that she called. Maybe I'll just wait here until she wakes up. And we now cut to the basement. Static on the TV with like a dozen flies on it. Uh (laughs) And Jean waking up from her head injury.
1: Oh, shit. She woke up.
0: And she's got, like, a horrible headache and, like, barfs everywhere and is, like, a pretty realistic concussion Concussion. as movies go Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. like, she's not – she's not immediately able to be, like, I'm awake. Right, Um, right. So now we cut back to Christopher and Doreen and he's, like, how's it going working from home? And – She's like, well, first I was spooked, but now I really feel as though the computer is my best friend. And Christopher says, well, if the computer's your best friend, maybe it's true what they say. She's like, what do they say? And he's like, you keep to yourself a lot and you're quiet. So people think you're kind of strange. And I was like, Christopher, Christopher. shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. Why Why would you say that? And she's upset. And then Christopher says, You know, Molly even said that you tried to attack her. And she's like, Really? What an imagination. Cut to Jean in the basement holding her head, and she sees all the bodies. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? Ah! <laughs> ah, she's like, What is this tea party? So she tries to get up. She can't. She stumbles and she puts her hand into Gary. Ew. Blorf. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. And she just kind of like whimpers. Yeah. Christopher hears it. He's like, I know that whimper. <laughs> Question nine. What do you do? What does he do? Also, I like that you put. I didn't even Noah, mean Christopher to. Christopher and wimpa. <laughs> I wish I could say I did it on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So he hears it. What do you do? What is Christopher doing? I think he's busting down the fucking basement. Okay. Yo. Um, I'm going to be sneaky. What am I going to do? Here's what I'm going to do I'm going to distract her by being like, oh, what's this? over here in the other room or like the mm-hmm. computer or something, whatever the fuck's around. And then I'm going to... Or this hand on the counter. <laughs> well, no, because I'm distracting her from the hand. I'm using oh, the hand. Oh, okay. Be, like take a little looky glue under there just for confirmation, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, what's going on around here? Yeah, and yeah. And then I'm going to hit her over the head with a frying pan and then I'm going to go save my jean. <laughs> my jean. Um... For you. I love it. Um, Christopher s- says, What is that? And Doreen says, My cats! <laughs> and she says, Excuse me, and gets up and grabs a knife. Ooh. Christopher says, What the hell was that? Doesn't believe her, it was the cats. She's like, Excuse me, please, and goes to the basement with a knife. Jean sees her coming down the stairs. So she she shuts the door behind her and locks it, right? Oh, no. And Gene sees her coming down the stairs and is like, thank God, where are we? And Doreen is like, we're home. We're working from home now because you sent us home to do our oh, jobs. we're working from home. We're bringing the office home. Yep. I see. Says did you get the email I sent to you today, Nora Jean? And Jean is like, no. And she's like, we were on our way to lunch, but I I don't remember. And like, she really doesn't. Like, she really doesn't. she's like genuinely confused. Yeah. And Doreen says, I took you home so you could explain to everyone here about all the money you've been stealing. And Jean then screams, no! And pushes Doreen so that she falls back on the wooden stairs. They're basement stairs. So they're wood slats. You can see through them. And Doreen hits her head and is like stunned. Christopher, we hear at the top of the stairs trying to open the door. He can't. He's trying to open the locked door. Uh, Jean has just pushed Doreen into the stairs. Question 10. What do you do? What does Jean do? So I think, I think hand in hand, we're going to take the knife from her while she's all like, uh, and stab forever. That's what I'm doing. I don't think she stabs forever, but. But takes the knife? Yeah. One point for you. Jean. Jean. Now, to be fair, Jean's not all there. Yeah, she's concussed. But she tries to go out the garage door, The d- and I don't mean the er, I mean the door. Handle door, okay. Yeah. It's locked. She then slips on gore Ew. and hides somewhere and hides somewhere in the basement. We now get a shot of the doorknob at the top of the stairs, and it appears to be that Christopher has figured out how to, like, unlock it basically like he's picking it so we can presume that he has now quietly opened the door at the top of the stairs question 11 what do you do what does he do where is Doreen now she has now gotten up and is like looking around for Jean in the basement so she doesn't see you presumably I'm going back to my frying pan technique I'm going to bring a frying pan. I'm going to bring two frying pans with me, but very quiet. Clang, 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 bitch. (laughs) I'm in, motherfucker. (laughs) Um, No, but quietly sneak up behind her and bam. And if she sees me, I'm going to throw one right at her head and then attack with the other. Okay. What does he do? Two. Edward frying pans. Edward um, frying pans. <laughs> uh, he. I'm making that. I'm making that one now. <laughs> I've made like six by this point. I've made Edward candlesticks. I've made Edward knife hands. I've made Edward <laughs> all kinds of shit. Edward sides. I've made yeah. Edward sides. Now I'm gonna make Edward, Edward frying, frying pans. <laughs> <laughs> I have that picture saved in our camera. For <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> uh, he. I think he also I think he does. I think he sneaks up behind her. To try to attack her as well. I'm going to give you zero points, but I'll tell you why. (laughs) So. It's okay, because in my heart, we all won for Edward Frying Pants. Yes, we did. (laughs) We did. Yeah. So what he does. Okay. So she, we'll get to Christopher in a second. What she is saying as she's looking around for Gene is, we're forbidden to play hide and seek in the basement. It's dirty and nasty and we'll be punished. And, uh, wait, quick question. What did you say Christopher did? Sneaks in quietly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To okay. Her. You get one point. Oh, great. So <laughs> it's dirty and nasty and will be punished. Okay. So she's clearly playing some records in her head and she's looking around and she's looking in the washer, not there, looking in the dryer, not there. But then we see that Jean is hiding what may May as well be in plain sight, uh-huh. just between the two machines, uh-huh. just, like, crouch down.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And, man, Carol Kane is great. Like, she, I just want her to play crazy people all the time, all day, great, every yeah. day. And she finds her, and she's like, you're not my friend, Nora Jean. You never were. And she's, like, banging the knife on the washing machine, like, just trying to freak her out.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And... Jean is like, it's all my fault. I'm so sorry. And like puts her hands up. And Doreen just starts playing patty cake. <laughs> with her hands. Doreen. Oh, like just slapping man. her hands. <laughs> and she's like banging the knife more. Now here's why you didn't get a point for sneaking quietly up, which is what Christopher does. But this motherfucker takes too fucking long. Like you're there, man. You, she's distracted like she's not a fucking squirrel that you know is going to scurry away she's a human person just run at her and fucking frying pan this bitch uh-huh. but he's like hanging out just trying to be real sneaky well then something the fuck beeps i don't know what the fuck it was he's pager so she, maybe it's pager so she turns and stabs him oh christopher so that's why I was like and the reason that I got confused where I was like what did you say Christopher does is because in my head I was like that doesn't keep him alive either like right, I was so right, mad right, right. but I was <laughs> but just it like is what he does <laughs> yeah um, but like he's fucking like you gotta just go running with the frying you know so Christopher's dead wow he stabbed that's sad so now we're back to Gene alright Gene Jean between Gene between the machines hey <laughs> Oh, I felt it coming and I was so excited to get there. So, question 12. What do you do? What does Jean do? Jean. I mean, look. I think as Jean, we've run away and we've hidden, you know, we've been on very much the defense. I think we need to mm-hmm. go offense. Okay. So I think hand in hand, we like attack somehow. Like. She's not a big lady, you know, like I'm, I mean, she's got superhuman strength, but yes, no, she's not a big lady. Yeah. She's teeny actually. I think she's like five feet. Yeah. She's a teeny lady and she's fucking off her rocker. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I could use that, but whatever. I'm going with this. Point for you. Jean starts trying to calm her down. Oh, that's what I was going to say is be friends with her. And she's like, you're not going to get away with this. Let me help you. I can help you. The camera then pans over and we hear a woman screaming. Cut to. Uh. Hands typing on a computer. Uh And it says, to Molly Kim from Nora Jean. Kim, I have to leave town. Doreen discovered that I had embezzled funds and I had to kill her. I'm afraid she's killed half the office. Daniel, too. I'm sorry it had to end this way. Forgive me. Modem sound. (laughs) (laughs) So, cut to Molly smoking at Nora Jean's house. The phone rings, she answers, and it's Doreen on the other end. We know it's Doreen on the other end, but Molly just hears breathing. She's like, I hear you breathing. Who is this? And Doreen says, no one, Kim. No one at all. And Doreen hangs up. Question 13, what do you do? What does Molly do? I'm going to the police. Molly is. So she, do we, so has she read the email yet? She's still at Nora Jean's Hmm. house. I think she's going to Doreen's house too. To be fair, I was going to be very mad if this movie ended and Molly's the one fucking bitch who lives out of this whole thing. Ugh. Point. I mean, we're not there yet, but I'm just saying. It's getting close. Yeah. Point for you. Got to Molly calling the police. Hi. And she says, I don't know the address, but her name is Doreen Douglas. And she says, yes, I'll hold. Cut to Doreen dousing the house in gasoline and lighting a match. Now we have a scene in the basement of all the bodies, like, alive, but, like, not alive, like they're ghosts. And it's Jean's voice being like, I made such a mess. I'm new here. And they're all, like, laughing at her and living their life. And the phone is ringing. (laughs) Living their death. Living their death. And then the phone is ringing and all the dead people look, like, to where the phone is ringing. Molly is on the phone. Uh, the house is on fire. So, like, what phone was ringing? I guess Molly was maybe calling Doreen's house. Okay. Probably. That's probably the phone that we were hearing because Molly is then – yeah. So then we cut to Molly and Molly's on the phone. That Yeah, that's what it was. House is on fire. Cut to Doreen in the car with cats driving off goodbye suddenly knows how to do makeup and eyebrows <laughs> good for her she now has a perfect cat eye which i was like where were these skills before she just needed to kill a few more people yep and she's driving and she has a wanted ad circled for an office manager <laughs> and we are the voiceover of if there's one thing i've learned it's accepting my limitations while accentuating my strengths a new job awaits me somewhere Perhaps in your office, I hope that we could get along. Credits. No! Molly! Molly you fucking bitch. Molly and Doreen are the, are the only, only two that live. That live. <laughs> but you know, what? it's a good lesson for life, you know? Not life doesn't always get tied up like a pretty bow, and sometimes the people that deserve to be murdered by office <laughs> mates don't get murdered. Yep, sometimes they live, and that's yeah. life. Yeah, this movie is about it's a lesson. Life, it's a lesson. Mm-hmm. So to all the Mollys out there, Kim and I are watching you. This <laughs> right. It's why I really wanted to continue to call her Molly the whole time because her name is Kim, uh, and I was yeah. So I was like, I think I'm just going to go with Molly Jean, you know. So we weren't just yelling at Kim the whole time. Kim, exactly. All right, let me total your points. Hi, Sammy. So, we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool, it's fine. You can still subscribe. Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini sods, postmortems, and Q&As all live streamed polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of K.K. Sam. So join us, or else. Okie dokie. For Dead or Alives, you got 5 out of 7, my queen. Nice. For Questions, you got 16.5 out of 26, for a total of 21.5 out of 33. That's not bad. No, it's not. You did great. You did great. So that was Office Killer, made by Cindy Sherman. Yay! And starring. And that concludes a lot of wonderful queens. A lot of wonderful queens. Um, and that concludes our Women in History Month installations. Yeah, very exciting. Um, Women's Horror Story Month. What did I say before? Yep. You said Women's Mystery Month. <laughs> Wait, women's horror, <laughs> mystery month. <laughs> women's horror Mystery Month. <laughs> women's Horror Mystery Month. I gotta, I gotta write that, that down. that concludes our women's, women's harm, harm mystery month. month. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Um, it's been a p- pleasure. It's been delightful. I've had a blast. As have I. Um, we'll fuck some cars. And we did fuck some cars. And we told lots of Gary's to go Fuck, fuck themselves. themselves. That's yep. Right. We also fucked uh Sebastian Stan oh, and we, we let did. him we let him eat us. We he ate my butt. Yep. <laughs> he ate <laughs> <laughs> We should all be so lucky. <laughs> i let Sebastian Stan eat my butt. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, this was great. So Guys, just this is our some things. We don't have a, you just watched our live show. You did just you watch our live together show together as friends. You We're did. all now we've all become better friends. Yep. Because you watched our live show. Um, um you can follow us on all the things at KKSAM Podcast yes. on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Sammy Stay Alive is <laughs> our Facebook group. Should we tell them our celebration? Our TikTok oh my God. celebration? Yes, guys, tell you've them. heard our TikTok saga. Of our first post, breaking community guidelines, and then TikTok hating us from that point forward. And today we seem to have a breakthrough. Yeah, all three of us texted each other first thing in the morning, going, "Did you promote this post? Did you promote this post? (laughs) Did you promote this post?" None of us promoted this post, and we seem to have broken a barrier. TikTok likes us; they really like us. We're very—we just have like one post now that's like more than two (laughs) hundred views. Yeah, it's not even. It's like, wait, hold on. Let's see how many views it was like. Yeah, it's like look. 11k now. Um, yeah. which is like a big deal for us. We're very excited. It's as, a really as big little, deal teeny, for us. Tiny baby TikTokers. Yeah. You know, uh, and lots of people see. are following. So come join the fun over there. 11.4 thousand. Nice. That's dope. Pretty yeah, cool. Also, that is probably like my favorite. It's it's the it's a woman in history who should have a horror movie made about them. Part yeah. four. that one's yep. probably my favorite one. So I, I do. I understand. really like that one. I see why that one actually maybe took off but pretty agreed. pretty exciting yeah uh because it's been um, such a saga it has <laughs> um uh, i think that's it so uh you know do all those things oh join our patreon too buy some merch and um this has been kim and Cat's day live we love you so oh, yeah. much thank you for listening um give yourself a big hug <laughs> from us <laughs> I'm hugging myself too um, and hugging you. I'm hugging you too. This has been Kim and Cat Stay Alive. Maybe. So until next week, stay, stay alive. alive. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't be a Gary. <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm de- done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread
1: Podcast Network.